2023. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Is it just me or is the Grinch really trying to steal Christmas? I have never seen such a big deal made over a Dr. Seuss character in all my life. Welcome to Generations Church. Our desire is to teach our children in the ways of the Lord. I was celebrating Christmas with a young family the other day and the dad asked his youngest daughter, what is the meaning of Christmas? And she said, Jesus was born in a stable. And then he said, why do we give gifts? Hoping she'd bring up the wise men, right? She said, so Santa will come to our house. <laughs> Speaking of children, here is the children of some of our members giving their versions, plural, of the Christmas story. Watch this. It all started when an angel came to Mary and said that she would have a baby and she would call him Emmanuel. Mary was just walking in an angel appeared to her. Um, she was washing clothes. And an angel um, came right out of the sky. Her was Mary's probably sitting in a chair, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> An angel appeared to Mary. He said, um, you're gonna have a baby and he's gonna be the king. Mary said, wow. But then she was like, no, I'm not. But then Gabriel told Joseph. Mary wasn't lying that she would have a baby. Then Joseph bought a donkey and put Mary on the donkey. And then they went to Jerusalem. They rode her on a horse to Bethlehem. I thought it was Jerusalem. I don't know. <laughs> they went to Bethlehem. When Joseph went on, grabbed the donkey, Mary said, do I have to go on the donkey? Um, the donkey uh, will have too much pressure on, on him. This donkey is cute. Her said her broken orange donkey. Mary said that this donkey stinks. So when they talked to Beckham, they went to the end to knock on the doors and he said, We, we have no rules. We literally have no rules. Where, where could we sleep? I'm going to have a baby soon. He said, sorry, I don't have any room, but I have an area where I store my animals. Over, right over there, y'all can go over there, maybe. So they went towards the stable, and then Jesus was born. They ended up staying in the barn. Jesus was born in a barn. <laughs> the angel appeared to the shepherds, and... Um, they fell back and gasped, and the angel said to them, um, a savior has been born in the town of Bethlehem, in the town of David, and, um, that will be named Jesus, he, and he will be the savior of the world. The angels were singing glory, glory. <laughs> The baby is born. The baby is born. Bye -bye. And then I'm going to happen mm -hmm. again. The set person walked all the way to Jesus. 
their ship was like um, no water and they had to eat grass. They got there in a whole hour. There were walk to long grass and there was dirt and was ants in dirt and the ants was biting them. On their trip to Bethlehem, the shepherds um, were tired and their feet hurt and they were asking around the town um, which end they were the that Mary and Joseph were staying in. Wise men saw stars. They looked up in the sky and they saw three planets. And they said, that's a cool star. When they saw the planets, they said, we need to go there. And the first wise men said, let's go for five Let's go follow it. The second wise man said, I agree. And the third wise man said, I do not want to go. Later, the third wise man caught up with the two other wise men. The three wise men, they took camels and they, um, they, they went through the desert. They slept and ate on the camels and raised a few times. And then they had to go through a swamp with some alligators. It took them two whole hours. I think it took them like two years. The barn was smelly and it was made of wood and there was hay on the ground and it had animals. Oh, oh, I think it was like oh, a whole entire tree house. Uh, the farm was stinking and Jesus was born in it and there was poop in it. It would look like maybe it, like very smooth white mud looking stuff and like the there would be like carved out windows. I think it was like a tree house. Uh, it has hay, animals like pigs, cow, and the cow is probably the one that had the good doo doo for the the ground. Yeah, and there was horse poop. At least there's probably good soil. Then the wise men came to Jesus and then gave them gifts. They gave him presents like um, diapers and I think a dinosaur toy. Mm -hmm. Baby shoes. Wipes. And a teddy bear. <laughs> Gold. And the other one was innocent, and the last one I can't remember. Myths and people. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When the wise men got there, they said, We bring gifts to the Savior. Deb said, Here you go, boy. And up he said, thank you. And up said, you're welcome. When they saw baby Jesus, they said, this is a special baby. The baby Jesus is so cute. They kneeled down, probably said, hmm, you're a nice baby. Oh, this is the king we have been looking for. Praise God for you. Thank you for coming down to earth. You're so cute. Um, have a good life. This baby will change the world. He has been sent from God to save us. He came to, to um, be the savior of the world and um, make people as white as snow.
So are you ready to hear this story in another way like you've never heard it before? This is our bass player, son of one of our drummers, Alex Mihal, who's been cataloged to have 300 voices. Now he's very gifted dramatically, and you're in for a treat. The Christmas story, as presented in the Gospel of Luke, starting in chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being just a man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth the Son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her, until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them.
the same country as shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And so it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem, and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us.
And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the same which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told to them. Luke chapter 2, verses 21 to 35. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, for, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 23. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way.
departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. He set forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. Rachel, weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he rose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Achaeus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. To conclude, from Luke chapter 2, verses 39 and 40. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Give it up for Alex and Thank you, Alex. Do y'all know he does not speak with an English accent in real life? <laughs> Talk to him after the service. And I want to thank the entire team. Thank the team for what they did tonight. And then, uh, would the people in the sound booth stand up? And let's thank them. tell you another story, although this is a true story, and this is about me. Um, when I was a very young adult, very young adult, so barely a young adult, I ended up in the emergency room, um, and in those days, that was a very long time ago, I'm not going to tell you how long ago, because then you'd figure out how old I am, but it was a very long time ago before computers, before cell phones and before computers. So here I'm in, and I'm really not feeling well. It's crowded. There's a wait because everything is done by hand. Yeah. Right? So this woman, this older woman, very matronly, calls me up to the counter to answer this list of questions, and she's going to fill in the form. So she takes this list of questions, name, address, date of birth, I'm rattling those off because they're easy even when you're sick, right? But then she asked me, what religion? I didn't know how to answer it. I wrestled in my mind, which seemed like an eternity, what to say. I went to church sometimes with my mom, but she didn't drive, so we very seldom ever went. Um... I didn't know anything about the religion where we were going because the services were in a foreign language, a language I didn't understand. I believed there was a God, but that was about the extent of what I knew. My life was being lived anything but right.
You understand what I'm saying? All you older people? Okay. So I stood there while she was growing frustrated with me, and she said again, what religion? And I just looked at her because I didn't know what to say. And she said, do you believe in God? I was like, oh yeah, that's, yeah? I believe there was a God, who he was, what he was, where he was, I didn't know. So I said yes. And then she said out loud, as she checked the box, Christian. And that quit, my, that quit, that part of the questionnaire was over. What I didn't know at that time in my life is I was not a Christian. My life did not reflect one that worshipped God. I didn't adore God. I didn't adore Jesus. I adored my friends, my agenda, my life, and myself. I didn't want to think about a God. I didn't want to, I didn't, I had no intention of changing my life for anyone. I was living my life in the moments, from moment to moment. And I believe that simply by me not thinking about him, he didn't think about me. He didn't notice me out of the vastness of this planet and all the people on it. If I didn't think about him, he wasn't going to think about me. He had far too many other things on his plate if he indeed thought about anybody. But what I didn't know was in James, the scripture that I came to know later, that says, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Mm -hmm. This is important. What I learned later was that the devil and the demons believe Jesus is who he said he was. Did you get that? The demons and the devil believe that Jesus said and was who he said he was. When I stood in the ER with that intake clerk and she asked me what I believed, if I believed in God, I was no different than the devil and the demons. I believed there was a God. I had no depth of faith I had no roots. Um, I was just a believer that there was a God just like the devil and the demons. And what I've grown to realize through my life with Christ is that there's a difference between a believer and a Christian. A believer knows that there is some kind of God. A Christian endeavors to be who Jesus has called them to be, to live their life. And I was so far from that. If I had died before I became a Christian, I would have sentenced myself, because I had a choice, to a forever death, a life, a forever life, an eternal life that would have been separated forever from him. I wouldn't have gotten another chance to get to know him. But that's not what happened to me. Obviously, because I'm standing here before you. John 3, um, we know the scripture. I'm going to read a little further back. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son 
that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world, through him, the world, me, might be saved. You might be saved. And I want to, this talks about eternal life, so what is eternal life? If we look at John 17, it's the most incredible prayer that Jesus prays before he ends up on the cross. And I encourage you, if you've not gone in and looked at John 17, he prayed for you and he prayed for me in that prayer. A deep, heartfelt prayer to the Father. And one of the things he said is this from verse 1 through 3. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may also glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Wow, the Father gave us to Jesus. And verse 3 continues, And this is eternal life, pay attention, that they, that you and me, may know you, the Father, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is me knowing God and the Father who sent, is me knowing the Father and the Son whom he sent, Jesus. Not just believing, like the demons and the devil, but knowing him, having a personal relationship like he did in the garden. When he walked in the garden with Adam and Eve, think about that. God was walking with people. But when they sinned, did disobey him, did something he specifically told them not to do, that ended. The personal walks with God in the garden ended. His relationship, the way that Adam and Eve knew it, ended. And Jesus came that we might have a personal relationship with him now. He opens that door for us to walk through that, actually it's the veil, right into the Holy of Holies where we can be in God's presence. Another thing that I learned was that in the midst of what I was doing, the unrighteous deeds and acts that I was participating in, I learned that God was right there with me the whole time. That he thought about me and he knew me and he was standing there waiting for me to open the door that he was knocking at. It took me over a decade to open that door from the time I sat in that emergency room. Romans 5.8 said that God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, and that's good news for us today. That's the hope we have. 1 John 9, 10, 9 through 1 John 4, 9 through 10 says, In this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, and I certainly didn't, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the payment, for our sins. Amen. So while I was a sinner, Jesus loved me. He was there in the midst of everything I did that was wrong and contrary to his nature. He knew it. He noticed me, and he noticed you. He knows you're here tonight, and he notices you. I denied his existence, but he knew me. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. 
So back to Christmas. What today represents, God became flesh so he could live. He came to live a life like us. He suffered as we suffer. He was tempted as we are tempted. And he was establishing and had personal relationships that all of us have today. Remember, he was a son who had an earthly mother and father. Think about that. He was a son with an earthly mother and father. He was a brother who loved his brothers. He loved them. And he was a friend who was to some closer than a brother. He came to make that payment for our sin. It had to be a perfect sacrifice. And we heard in the story what led up to him being that perfect sacrifice. He died that dead on the cross, and all we have to do is believe and follow him. Not just believe, but follow him. He's the first fruits of the resurrection, paving the way for us to follow. We have a reason to celebrate tonight. It's the gospel, the good news, the hope of glory. We can have a personal relationship with him like Adam and Eve did in the garden. We can have that. And it won't end when our mortal bodies die. It's going to continue eternally. This little life we have, of however long we get to be planted here, is nothing compared to the enormity of eternity. It heralds the hope we have in our forever future. We celebrate because there's great joy in knowing that we no longer have to fear death because when these bodies die, we keep going. Amen. And we keep going in glory with Jesus. Amen. Right? So tonight, some of you may be where I was a long time ago, believing, and your life still looks the same. Maybe some of you have never made a decision to believe. And maybe some of you made a decision, but now your life looks like mine, mine did, or you believe, but you don't really follow. So I'm going to do something very unconventional. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. And I want you to, if you're in a row by yourself, um, join hands with the, either the row in, in front of you or behind you so you're not alone. And uh, I'm going to ask you to really think about this tonight. I want you to really think about where you are with Christ and where, where you would be if he walked into this room right now. Frank's uh, grandmother tells a story of when his grandfather died that he called to her and uh, he was sitting on the edge of their bed and she was in the kitchen, tiny little house, two rooms. And uh, he said, Lily, come quick. Come quick. The angels are coming to gather me home. And as she walked into the room, she saw him lay over and die. If Jesus walked through that door today with the angels to carry you home, would you go? Would you be going with him? Or would he be coming for someone else? I know when I was that young woman I told you about in the emergency room, if he had walked in, he wouldn't have been coming for me. And I didn't steal or cheat or do things that would have harmed somebody else. But I certainly wasn't following him. So I'm going to have you close your eyes. And what I want you to think about is where you are. And is tonight the night that things are going to change for you? Is tonight the night that you're going to come out of where you are and 
become a follower of Jesus. That's what a Christian is, a follower of Jesus. And if tonight is that night, I want you to squeeze the hands of the people you are holding, the other people, squeeze their hands that tonight is your night. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to tell anyone in this room except for the two people standing next to you. However, I'm going to encourage you to tell somebody. Because if you do that tonight before you walk out of here, you've begun to cement your relationship with Jesus. It's a personal relationship, so you have to tell somebody, I've made friends with Jesus tonight. Now, if you want to tell somebody, you can tell the whole room, but I won't make you. So, I'm going to count three, and if that's you tonight, squeeze the hand of the person. If you've got two hands, squeeze both, both people's hands, if that's you. Now, And then what I'd like you to do is talk to Jesus. I tell you to pray a specific prayer, but there is no specific prayer. You have to say something along the lines of, Jesus, I know I haven't been with you, but I'm for you now. And uh, I want to be a part of your family, and I want to follow you. We ask Jesus, he died to wash away our sins, so we can say, Jesus, Thank you for washing away my sins. Thank you for making me clean and let me step into your presence and lead and guide me in my life. And that's as simple as it has to get. Is there anyone in here who wants to publicly declare that tonight he became a follower of Jesus, either again or first time? Thank you, Anyone else? Okay. I'm going to give you a few minutes, and if you change your mind, please come find one of us.
That's probably my favorite old carol. Favorite new one is Bethlehem Morning, and that's not new anymore. It was written in France. A church in a small town had had their organ repaired. It had not been able to play it for a while, and so they were going to reintroduce it at their Christmas Eve service, and they wanted to make it special. And so they recruited a poet who happened to be a socialist to write a poem. And so he wrote this great Christmas poem. It's translated into English as O Holy Night. If you read the literal translation, it is powerful. And so in the midst of writing this poem, he was meditating on the Luke version of the Christmas story. And he crossed paths with a Jewish composer and recruited him to write a tune for it. And it was so good that it swept France like wildfire. The state church caught wind of it and denounced it because <laughs> the music was not written by a Christian, a Jewish guy wrote it, who was not a believer in Yeshua as his Messiah. And the lyrics were written by a socialist. <laughs> but it was too late, it had already embedded in the culture and swept around to America when the words were translated into English. Who knows, God can use anyone, can he not? To do great things, and he can use you. I just wanna thank our team today, for Aaron and Esther and Sherry and Deborah and Isabella. Mike, Mike Alex's father again. Alex, can you stand again? Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Merry Christmas, everyone. I want to try this. Was it Alex or was it this microphone? Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You must have had some help. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a good day. Oh, still watch me. God bless you, one and all. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And Marietta, God bless you. She produces the Christmas Eve service every year. This is the 10th year. You ready to go for 10 more? <laughs> anyway, it brings a great message. Just thank you so much. God bless you. Hallelujah. Go get them, tigers. Amen. Merry Christmas.